Disclaimer, Joss, Jules, and Nevermore are not professional therapists. They will be sharing their personal experiences and advice, but this is in no way a substitute for professional help. There is also a good chance of swearing, tears, and triggering conversations, so listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Slaying Demons, a podcast about facing your fears in life and being the best version of yourself. I am your host, Jocelyn, and joining me, as always, are my two lovely ladies, Jules and Nevermore. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hi. And I'm so not glad gonna... everybody's well again. Yes. Yeah. No more sicknesses, which is good, including both myself and uh, Mr. Ben on Nevermore's yes. end. Glad that everyone's feeling better. I actually saw him walk by her camera, so we know he's up and mobile, which is always good. Um... I'm, uh, I'm not going to start off the show by asking everyone how they're doing because I think uh, Nevermore and I in particular had kind of a rough weekend and that is what we are here to talk to you guys about tonight. We are going to talk about dealing with grief because um, as you may or may not have heard if you've been following me on Twitter, uh, one of our friends passed away last week and it has been a very rough weekend for many different reasons. So uh, I know both Nevermore and I have had a really tough time with it. Uh, please do, as we always say in the disclaimer, expect some tears. It's going to be a difficult conversation for us to have, but that's what we're here to do. So uh, we wanted to talk to you guys, try to give you some tips for dealing with your grief. We're trying to, we're going to share some of our stories um, about our experiences, and and I have some <laughs> some stories and some reasons to share as well. So um, yeah, I guess we can just pretty much jump right in. Um, I guess I can tell the story of what happened this past weekend um, to the best of my ability and Nevermore can can stop me if I get anything wrong. Um, but basically what happened was uh, one of the founders of our guild in Warcraft, AIE, uh, passed away last week. And uh, unfortunately, uh, there was some problems notifying the family and we wanted to make sure that everyone had actually been notified. So there were uh, some members of the guild, uh, myself and Nevermore included, who were aware of who it was and who had passed, uh, but we were unable to actually talk about that person publicly because in this day and age, it can be very difficult and you don't want any family members to be notified through a post from someone they've never met on Facebook. So uh, in order to kind of uh, keep the information private until we were sure that the family had been properly notified, um, we weren't really able to talk about it, which was really unfortunate because a lot of us were very close to this person. We were grieving <laughs> a lot <laughs> and we weren't able to talk to the other people who we normally would grieve with <laughs> about this topic. Um, so I think that, um, that so now his name has been public, his, his name has been made public. Uh, the family has been notified. 
Um, and it was unfortunately uh, Ralphie, who we've known for quite a long time. So <sighs> sorry. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it was it was a difficult weekend for us, and I know at least for myself, it was. Uh, I think there were a lot of people in the community who were a little bit upset about uh, information being withheld, regardless of the reason. And I just, uh, part of me wants to get it out there that it was just as hard on us keeping it back as it was on you guys not being in the loop. Because I know uh, for me specifically last night when his name was actually made public, um, it was like I started grieving all over again. <laughs> I think it made it that much harder um, and more real that we were able to finally say it uh, because it's, it's more of a shock. I think at first, yeah, because you, especially when it's, you know, when it's sudden, like it's not something we've known where he was sick for a long time or anything. It's just, it just kind of happens. And I think that's why it was kind of surreal in trying to figure it all out. And, you know, talking about it like behind the scenes and like, okay, well, what do we do? And we're still waiting. And it was very frustrating. And, you know, it made people angry that we couldn't say his name because you want to, yeah. you know, and a lot of people were posting, you know, we're sad and we're missing our friend. And we understood that that was frustrating. We just, there wasn't a lot we could do about it. Um, which is why we just did a general, like, you know, we can't really say we like I didn't I specifically left out the word apologize because we shouldn't have to do that mm -hmm. um, to say that we weren't going to tell his name or explain that we're waiting to tell or for his family to know um, because we shouldn't have to. That should just be common good. Like, I don't know the word I'm looking courtesy? for. Courtesy? Yeah, the common courtesy of that, you know, their family should know, like, yes, we're all sad and we want to share that, but it's out of respect that we were just trying to wait, mm -hmm. which was just very, very hard to do. Well, and especially, I mean, for you guys being officers of the guild and having uh, high profile guild members post about a loss, I can imagine you must have been bombarded by messages all weekend asking, you know, who was it? What happened? You know, like, why aren't you saying anything? And it must have taken an even bigger toll on you guys than, you know, some of us who knew but weren't in your same position. Um, I can only imagine how, how difficult that made it when, when you should just be sitting back and grieving for the loss of your friend. <laughs> I mean, yeah, we got a lot of, um, you know, because, you know, Scott did, uh, Scott Johnson from Frog Pants was a very close friend of his, obviously, because that's where AIE started and all that kind of stuff. Um, he did a stream of his own where him and his daughter Carter did a game that they knew Ralphie would have just loved and talked about, you know, um, but they couldn't say who it was. They just said, you know we just felt like this is the appropriate what he would want us to do kind of a thing. And a lot of people, it started, I think most of the posts were like Facebook people who knew him, but it was like just general vague things. So we were mm -hmm. getting questions there and then people were taking to Twitter and then it went into discord and, you know, we just, we handled it the best we could in the ways that we could, you know, and it's just, it's been a long, long weekend. 
Well, why don't you guys talk a little bit about how you knew him? Nevermore, do you want, you need a minute? Oh, uh, yeah, go ahead. Okay. Uh, so I guess uh, I was uh, part of the Frog Pants community before I was part of the AIE community or before I was part of really anything else. I, I spent a lot of times in uh, the chat rooms for the podcast, specifically uh, for Final Score, because uh, I was living way out in the middle of nowhere and had literally no friends my own age because the little town that I was living in had about a thousand people in it. I was there for uh, work. I was doing work with the Ministry of Natural Resources and so it was like anyone who lived there was either retired because it was a very lovely little tourist town or they were, you know, like families, government workers, like, you know, but no one in the kind of like 25-ish age range. <laughs> so um, I spent a lot of time online and in chat rooms and I was uh, helping out with Final Score and Ladies of Leet kind of as, as much as I could. And I was there every day for chats and I tried to hang out in TMS and stuff and and Ralphie was a really big part of those uh, those specific chat rooms. Um, he was really big into gaming and stuff. So I started to befriend a few of them. Uh, Ryan, who is now my co-host on Gamers In, uh, Ralphie, and also Icewarm. It just, uh, you get to know the, I guess, the kind of regulars of the chat rooms that you're participating in. So um, I guess I would have, that means I would have met him probably about seven years ago or so. And then five years ago, the same Nertacular, actually, Jules, where I met you, um, he, I, is actually when I met Ralphie for the first time face to face. And he was like the first person that actually like welcomed me into the community and took time out of his obviously very busy schedule because he was a founder of AIE. He was big in frog pants and everyone wanted to spend time with him. He was such a just overwhelmingly positive person and force that everyone wanted to be near him. And he still took time out when he found out who I was to actually sit and talk to me and make me feel welcome. He had a very big heart of, you know, he would make, like you said, he would make time for anyone. Um, I, I don't know if that was the, was that the year we did the big guild picture? Uh, no, year, it was before that. The year that before was 2012. That. Okay. Yeah. So the the next year when we did that is the year that I got to meet him. Um, and it's funny because we took this huge, huge guild picture, and in that picture he's like cut out on the very end. Like <laughs> yeah. you can't, you can barely tell he's there. And we like we joked about that when it happened way back then. And it's, like, sad and ironic and funny because, like, his personality, like, he's the first one to have, like, a pun. Like, it's not, like, annoyingly set up. Like, it's just, like, he would just say it. And it would just, you would just laugh because his type of humor just would make you smile. Um, and the way that he would make time for people, you know, if you said the word Diablo, like, he would be like, let's play. Like, I'll power level you. Let's go. Which he did know? to me so many times. <laughs> Help me power level and characters because he was just, I, <laughs> loved it so much. <laughs> and he was just, you know, a key role in the community in different games. And, you know, he was around for a lot of decision making. And he's just a genuine, nice person. You know, like, he, he was friends with Scott and people like Veronica and everybody and the higher up people and like the spags, but he wouldn't only stick to them. Like it's a click. He would go and meet anybody, you know, especially in like the gaming room where you could go play the board games and he loved the cards against humanity nights and stuff like that. And 
It's just an overall just good person. I think that one of the things that is what this had brought up for a lot of people, and I'd, I'd seen this cross posted on a lot of people's feeds, was that there was this uh, a feeling of, well, this was an online friend. Why are you so upset? And um, there were a lot of people who were posting to say, you know, online friends are as most of, as important, if not more important and as important as your real life friends, quote unquote, you know, and um, that was an interesting discussion to see. I did not know Ralphie. I've never met him, um, but I do know I do know his name. I've heard him mentioned by very many people and the impact that I've seen happen after uh, after the news had come out or was at least out there that something had happened was intense. And so um, is this the first online, quote unquote, online friend that you guys have lost? I know uh, of people who have a significant impact on my life, yes. Um, I've, I've known other, um, like, further removed online friends who have passed away, but um, Ralphie is the first one who I've known um, as well and who I've met in person and, you know, like... Not that I, I wouldn't call other, it, but I guess it's kind of like the difference between like a friend and an acquaintance. Like, I've had online acquaintances die before, but never an online friend. Unless I'm being a total horrible person right now and not remembering someone. I but know. As it is I, said, like, I was oh like, God, oh, no, I'm going to gonna say the wrong thing. Yeah. Um, this oh. one's different, though. I think you can you can safely say that this one is different. Yes, for sure. Well, and um, I, Jules, were you with us in the lobby of the Hilton? Um, like one of the very first days this year where I bought Jocelyn the green drink. Were you with us down there for a little bit? Um, while we were down there, Sky Beauty was there. She's also in the guild. She had like purple and silver hair. It looks amazing. Um, she actually, oh my gosh, I think it's been a year now, at least a year. I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure it's been at least a year. Um, her husband passed away and I remember, um, I didn't know him like really well, but I knew his name and I knew that they were husband and wife, you know, and, like, I knew he struggled and battled, like, an illness. I don't want to say what it... I mean, I'm going to say it's cancer, but I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I heard the news of that, like, I, like, gasped and, like, burst into tears. Like, like it would have been, like, if it was somebody I knew my whole life. Mm-hmm. And I barely... Like, if, if it was vice versa and it was her or something, like, I could see, like the impact being there because I knew her so much more and stuff. Um, but I remember it because I was like so heartbroken and Ben and I were supposed to actually go somewhere with John and like, I'm in the car, like just going like, <sighs> like I couldn't like catch my breath. I like was ready to cry like any second. And it's even though I didn't know him specifically, like the impact from the community, I think is important, you know, and not just like the AIE community, like all the communities, like, um, I do the Twitter for AIE. Wow. We've gotten so much response from people, not even in the guild, like CTR people, just Warcraft community people. And 
sorry. It's okay, okay. honey. You know, it's a loss of one of it's it's a loss of one of our own, even if we didn't know him. Mm-hmm. And you know, CTR. Um, you know, Pat. Pat was the one who sent that message out from CTR, and he didn't know who it was, and it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. You know, because well, it was about someone who people who people we care about cared about. And that was one of the really amazing things to see is um, after that specific tweet from CTR went out, I actually, I was uh, um, in Northern Barrens, Nevermore and I were were kind of sitting up there mourning and it was so great to see because there were some like level four horde characters who came and sat with us and I was like, I'm pretty sure these are like normally Alliance players who have now made new characters to come and help us remember our friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it was really yeah. amazing. Yeah, I know. Um, <laughs> well, I know he was tune hopping, but I know that um, I was AFK. I parked and was AFK. But um, Mark Honan, I know I saw him like slash hug, you know, on my screen where it shows you your emotes and stuff. Um, I think one of the lower level tunes at one point was Draven Dresden. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there was a lot of people who have showed support. Yeah. And I think that's really important. It really is. And, you know, so my question for you both, I mean, I'm going to kind of take over a little bit. because Please do. Yeah. <laughs> um, is that, you know, what have you done? Besides, you know, so you've gone and, and done a little memorialization on the day that you found out. And um, what have you been doing to take care of yourselves through this process? Not a whole lot. <laughs> Have you been talking to you've been talking to people? Yes, yeah. Obviously. And and discussing that and um, you know, but what kind of things have been happening is there, you know, to you is there anything that's been happening physically or I'm actually I'm so so terrible. I do not deal with grief and loss well at all. <laughs> so Why is that? Uh well, it's I at least I think I I might be wrong but I think it's because um when I was really really young like uh, young enough not to remember I lost uh, my dad's parents my grandparents the uh, my grandfather died when I was one my grandmother died when I, before I even turned three um, and then I was lucky to have no one else close die to me until my other grandfather died when I was twenty seven so I went my whole entire formative life never losing anyone important to me. I lost um, a friend in high school, but she was like, um, again, like I would say like an acquaintance. I knew who she was. I hung out with her a few times, but she wasn't a close friend. She died in a car crash. And then I lost a friend in university who got hit by a train. But again, he was like, I, I worked with him. I had a couple classes with him. He like, he was a really nice guy and and we hung out a few times, but never to the point that he was, you know, like in my close circle friends. So I, I lost a couple of people, but never really that had a big impact on my life. Um, and I, I grieved, but it wasn't like a, a day to day loss that I felt. So, you know, when I, when I lost my grandfather, I basically had like PTSD. <laughs> I it, like, it wasn't even depression. It was like awful triggering moments where I couldn't function. And it was for years, like literally two years. (laughs) And I was just like, what the hell is wrong with me? Because like, I should be able to deal with this stuff better. 
Like I am, I'm a 30 year old woman. Like <laughs> what the hell is wrong with me? Why can't I control my emotions? And I obviously I still can't. I'm, I'm better, but I have a really, really hard time with, with grief and loss because I don't have the emotional tools to deal with it. Because, and I mean, I, I think that is, makes me kind of lucky because, you know, like I did have a good 25 years of, of my life without experiencing major loss. So I do count myself lucky in that respect. But at the same time, I don't, I don't deal with it well. It's, it's, uh, it's a terrible thing to have to deal with. Um, for my experience, I had a lot of tragic loss uh, with family Luckily, it was never like my parents or anything of that nature, but I lost my grandfather when I was in third grade um, to a sudden heart attack. He died at a church function, uh, just gone. Uh, I lost a, an uncle to suicide uh, at 13. I lost an uncle to um, pneumonia when I was 15, uh, and I lost my uncle at he was 45 years old from a heart attack and my aunt at 58. Um, very sudden, very unexpected. And so the things that I can at least talk about in terms of how to process it is that I, I don't really know how to deal with a long-term illness that's going to end in death because I've never experienced it. Which is really funny because that is like the experience that I have. Um, I also, right. Right, right around the same time, actually, I lost uh, my grandfather, my best friend's mom, and my uh, great aunt all in the same, like in a span of about six months. And, mm-hmm. But when I lost my grandfather, like it was pretty much, it was fast in that he went into the hospital and was dead within a week, but mm-hmm. he hadn't been like sick ahead of time. Uh, but my, my best friend's mom, she had been, she had cancer for five years and they told her when they diagnosed her, it was stage four and she was going to live for three months. And then we actually ended up getting five years with her. And wow. so we had a lot of time to prepare for that. Um, it doesn't make it any less tragic. And she is a, a, another person in my life I miss every day, but at least I had time, but I feel like yeah. specifically um, with Ralphie, I, I don't feel like I had any time. In that, so when dealing with tragic death and sudden unexpected death, you know, the number one thing that starts to happen is that you, you, you have so many regrets that you're still here and he's not, that uh, you wish that you had spent more time that you wished you had said things that you, you know, tell him that he's a great person, uh, to tell him how much he meant to you. Um, all of those things, because when someone is like super important in your life, we don't think about their demise. We don't think about them leaving. And we think we have all the time in the world because that's how we function, right? It's how we go day to day. Yeah. <laughs> and when something like this happens and we all reflect and say, tell them those that you love, that you love them all the time, tell them that every day because you just don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. And Hey Jules and Nevermore, I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs> and the thing about it is that it feels weird to do that every day because that's, <laughs> that's not how life is lived. Yeah. And you know, so what you're dealing with right now is, most likely 
the feeling that you'll never be able to see him smile again, to hear his puns again, to be able to play a game with him again, or to tell him how cool and amazing he was. But you do that by honoring his memory. And that is the thing that I've learned from dealing with tragic death, because here's what happens. And tell me if this happened to you, because <laughs> it totally happened to me. It feels like the world goes into slow motion. It feels like you are numb and, uh, and going through the motions. It's, and you look around the world and say, how can this world function after losing someone as amazing as that? How can people go by their normal thing, tweeting their jokes on Twitter, going to the grocery store, driving to work and doing all those things, doing their freaking laundry when this hit hurts so bad? That actually happened to me today because uh, Hearthstone had a huge announcement last week and then they did a Q&A today and I had to cover it because we had angry chicken this afternoon. And so I, you know, sent out a couple of tweets about, you know, just the changes that they had made to the game and my thoughts on it and the fact that they made it the year of the mammoth and not year of the unicorn because they're big jerks. But yep. I was, as I'm tweeting this stuff out, I'm just like, this is the dumbest thing that I've ever said in my life. Like, why am I even, like, how can I do this? Like, how can and I be talking like about this? And I felt, jerk. yes. You felt guilty, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> yeah, you I felt did. guilty for, for moving on, I guess. Even though, like, that's not what I was doing. I was, you know, like, trying to go about my daily life. But... Right. Man, it felt number, shitty. <laughs> it does. It feels really, really shitty. And the one thing I can tell you for certain is that that is where many, many, many people get stuck when they're grieving is the feeling of you are not allowed to move on, to go through your daily life because it would dishon dishonor their memory or, which um, is, which is actually, especially in this case, really dumb because I'm sure Ralphie's looking down on us going, come on guys, play a fucking video game. Like, what are you doing right now? <laughs> yeah. Smile he would be, and have some goddamn fun. Will you? He would be very, very sad that we're sad yeah. and he wouldn't want he us just, to feel like this. And you so you have your moments of sad and you'll have your missing him. Nertacular is going to have a big hole in it. You know, it's going to be difficult. There's going to be crying. There's going to be um, reminiscing and thoughts. But that's the thing, you know, I mean, we all have our own beliefs of what happens after death. But um, so, you know, I, I say to you, both of you, to latch on to whatever it is that you believe happens to us after we pass and just know that you're going to honor him in the ways that you can by being, you know, by being there and doing the things that he would have wanted you to do, being the person that he was to the people who are coming behind him, coming after him. Um, I think of my aunt a lot who was the center of my family um, she died, uh, 58 years old from a brain aneurysm. And when she died, our family, she was kind of like the person who had all the Christmases and the Easter and everybody went to her house. And once she passed, it really fell apart. And so I honor her. I have a bracelet of hers that, um, she gave me for some kind of event and I never gave it back to her. She kept it. And I just, I honor her sometimes by taking it out and just saying, you know, just, just saying hi or, uh, you know, just thinking about her and smiling when I think about 
the, the silly things we did when we were playing, you know, on Christmas and as a family, cause that, that's not going to happen again, but new things are going to happen going forward. Well, it doesn't mean it didn't happen before. And so you can remember that (laughs) and remember those happy times. It's so Um, funny that you say that about remembering though, because on my birthday in January, Ben and I went out to dinner and like three tables over a group of guys sat down and I, I kid you not, the one guy was like a doppelganger for my grandpa, like hundred percent looked exactly like him. He had like a hoodie on or whatever, even though he was an older guy, he had like a black kind of hoodie. Yeah. So I like zoomed in my phone, like as far as I could, <laughs> like I was literally like speechless, like ready to cry. Like I'm like, Ben, he looks like my papa. Like, I'm not kidding. So I like zoomed in, I took a picture while I sent it to my twin sister later on. And she's like, oh my God, it looks exactly like him. But like the blurriness from it being so zoomed in, like it made it look like his jacket was flannel and it wasn't, but that's like what my grandpa used to wear. So it freaked me out. So anyway, it worked the other day. Um, I don't even remember what they were talking about that made me think of it. Um, but my grandpa was like, he was hilarious all the time. And it was like slapstick kind of humor, you know? So, you know, the old 35 millimeter, like camera film canisters that were black and they had a gray lid, you know, those, he used to go for all his doctor's appointments and he would take one of those and he would tell the lady at the front and he'd be like, I brought you a stool sample from home. (laughs) And the lady's like, what the hell are you talking about? He's like, a stool sample for my appointment. He said to bring it. She's like, he wouldn't tell you to do that whatever. He pops up with the lid. There's a tiny little wooden stool inside. (laughs) When I thought about that the other day at work, I was just like, it brought a smile to my face. It was so dumb. And I actually have that somewhere. I don't know where it is since we moved. But just that like little tiny memento. It's like, yeah, it's not a bracelet, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I chose that over the like prescription glasses, like the prescription, like, like orange tubes taped to glasses. So that was like my little like treasure thing that I needed, you know, That's and I think awesome. it's little mementos. And you have, you have those in the form of memories. Mm-hmm. For, for him as well. And that's, um, I mean, to just kind of, to go back to the, the whole online friends conversation. Um, I think that that's kind of makes it even that much harder because, because you don't have something concrete necessarily. Um, but I don't think that makes it any less impactful. And I think this is something actually that I, I did want to mention and I, and I didn't have it together enough to <laughs> mention it about 20 minutes ago, but um, I said this in, I think in the need some support section of the triple T discord, um, basically anyone, I don't understand the need to qualify friends by saying real life or online. I don't think that there's any difference. And I actually think that there are a lot of people that I've met online, you guys included, who would like fall into quote unquote online friends. But I find that I connect with people online a lot more because you are part of a community and you're part of a community that has the same sort of interests, the same sort of passions. And you spend a lot of time with these people as a result. And you get to know them really, really well because there aren't as many real life distractions from who someone is as a person. 
And I think that you actually get to know people very, very, very well when you meet them in an online forum. And usually they are people that you see a lot of yourself in. I mean, look at me and Nevermore. We're like freaking twins. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so I think that um, there there is no need to qualify friends with how you met them. I think a friend is a friend is a friend. And a best friend is a best friend is a best friend. And it doesn't matter. If they live, you know, in Australia or next door, they're still your friends. If they've had an impact on your life, uh, then it doesn't matter where you met them or how you know them. Exactly. And mm-hmm. it, it, doesn't it, doesn't even ma- it doesn't even matter if you've never actually met them face to face. Like, especially that we're sitting here in your Arizona and Minnesota and freaking Canada. And we are sitting here talking face to face. Like yeah. just because your face is on a screen doesn't mean that you're not anymore face to my face. <laughs> right. Right. Um, I wanted to talk a little bit about the stages of grief as well um, to maybe help with the audience. If you are going through any of this yourself, and I think you guys will identify with the stages as they've, as you've traveled some what through them right now. Um, <laughs> Elizabeth Kubler-Ross is the unknown authority on death and dying from 1969. Uh, she wrote uh, and established the five stages of grief. Um, and so they are denial, anger, bargaining, depression, and acceptance. Um, denial, you know, refusing to accept that it's true as Nevermore was saying, it's just, it doesn't seem real. This isn't right. Um, anger. I've seen, I saw some people who were saying online that they were just angry that this happened. Why? I was angry. (laughs) You were angry. Yes. Why did they take someone so good? Why, why is that? That's not fair. Um, bargaining, uh, is the bargaining stage to say, um, you know, the, it's just like, you know, what if, what if I, did did this or did that or you know would it be could I have done something different to make this not happen? Um, could I have spent more time with them? It doesn't always happen, but it is there. Depression uh, is the the fifth, the fourth stage, and then finally acceptance. And what happens normally, and people don't always know this, is that sometimes you cycle and back up and move forward, and then I was gonna say, can you like bounce. go like bounce around? <laughs> yes, absolutely, absolutely, and. So when, when you hit the acceptance stage, there may be some backtracking, but you've started to actually come to terms with the, uh, with the cycle. Um, but a lot of times people will bounce between denial and anger and, uh, depression and anger and denial and depression, because it's the, it's where your mind has to try to resolve something that you can't, like, there's, there's nothing that explains what happened. You know, he was here and then he was gone. Um, and you, and you can, and you know that, and you know that it's final. That's the only things that we really know. Mm-hmm. And so your brain has to wrap around all of that. Um, where people get stuck a lot of times is, is any of the top four. Um, and it's, you know, very, very challenging for some folks to move forward on that. So you have just knowing like kind of where you are in the stages can sometimes help you. So I See, I think that. I'm like back. I think I'm like ping ponging between four and five. Yep. Depression and acceptance. Yeah. It's like and yeah, it's you gonna... you just start to think that like, okay, I can do this. He's gone, and that's sad. But I can do this, and then all of a sudden you're doing exactly what I'm doing now, where you're just like, 
bawling. <laughs> like, I'm a mess and I can't deal with it. And this. I can't yeah, deal yeah. with it. Yeah. Like, and, and you just, and I agree, never more. Like, just, just ping pong back and forth, back and forth. And it's funny because, like, uh, my roommates were asking me last night just, you know, like if there was any more news and what was going on and if I was okay. And I was like, okay, this is the new stuff that I know. And, and yeah, I'm doing okay. And, and I was able to actually have a conversation with them and I was fine. And then now I'm just, I, I can't even get a sentence out. <laughs> yeah. No. And it's, this is what you're going through is so, so normal. And, um, it, there is no set time frame for how long it'll take, but I can tell you for certain that time does make things better. You know, as you've known from your, from your grandpa, you know, you know, it does get better. It doesn't always get easy right away, but it does get easier. And so, um, you know, I, I do, you know, obviously again, not professionals, but enough experience to be able to tell you guys, if you are in a grieving state and you are stuck in a certain cycle and you don't feel like things are getting better, please, please seek some help. If you are in that phase that you just cannot move forward. Um, there's so many different things that people get stuck with and it's never, there's never a template for it, but, um, you, you can be okay. You can move forward. And especially someone like Ralph who was so full of life from what you've described him as someone who cared so much for other people would not want to see a single member of the community stuck because he's gone and because that's not who he would be. And so I think that sometimes just knowing and, and, and putting into your brain to say, this is not what Ralph would want for me can help move forward a little bit. Yeah. Um, something that's also, I think really important, um, within, it doesn't have to be your entire community. It doesn't have to be a ton of people, but like, if you're on a raid team, like make it in case of emergency list, like just a name and a phone number, or, you know, you don't have to have everybody's address, like you don't have to go super into detail and give people information you don't want to give out, but a name and a phone number or a name and an email, because even with how loved Ralph was, it took a long time to get through the necessary contacts, mm -hmm. you know? So tell people you love like information on how to contact someone, you know? And like, tell you know, you don't have to go if you're a gamer and your family doesn't understand all that. That's fine. You don't have to go into super detail about it, but you know, let one person know. It could be your third cousin who isn't a part of your major family. You know, do it with your gaming family. Do it with a one person in your real family, just and in case of emergency, something. You know, mm -hmm. don't. It doesn't have to be a huge deal. Just it helps. You know, it helps other people in the long run, I guess, mm -hmm. is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. yeah. It's it, it's hard, too, when you think about it, when there's someone who is so involved with an online community and their uh, their family or maybe their, you know, their uh, spouse or uh, their close, you know, 
close friends maybe don't really have a good connection to them. So I think it's, it's a really, you know, it's important and it, it feels really weird. So like the other day, um, Pat and his wife were traveling to Colorado and coming back home and she texted me and said, uh, just in case something happens, this is the name of my sister and her phone numbers. And this is where the dog is staying just in case. And I was like, I got you, boo. And she's like, I knew you would understand my neuroses. And I'm like, it, it doesn't, if you're friends with people, it's like, I don't, I see no problem with being careful and making sure that you've got someone to tr that you trust yeah. that can get in touch with the people who need to know. I'm totally sending it. an email right after this show. <laughs> It'd be like, Jules, nevermore. Here is my like IRL BFF who lives in Toronto, like an hour away from me. This is who yeah. you talk to. <laughs> yeah. Like if something happened and we couldn't get in touch with you, like what would we do? Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. Like, you know, and, um, but the, so like, we know we can get in touch with Ben and like say, okay, we haven't heard from nevermore. Where do you know anything is, you know, um, but not everybody has that. And I think it's important that, you know, it, it, it may feel awkward. It may feel weird, but just say, you know what, just make my mind feel better that if anything did happen, that you would be able to know. Yeah. Cause I would just want so you they to have know. that yeah. information somewhere, you know, instead of throwing their arms at me, like, well, where do we start? You know, mm -hmm. it yep. gives, you know, that little bit of information could help a lot of people. So yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be okay. And I know that it hurts so bad. Um, you know, I'm from how difficult it's been for you guys. I'm sorry that I didn't know him. He sounds like a pretty, a pretty amazing person. Um, but keep talking, you know, and, uh, and talking is very, very, very important. And I know, uh, sometimes specifically for me, Talking out loud is really, really hard because you guys can hear the crying and the and the voice cracking and everything else. But uh, there are a lot, a lot of places you can do uh, text chatting. There are all kinds of platforms now. You can send emails. You can Discord. You can talk in guild chats. You can, you know, just text friends. There are, there are so many ways to talk about things without actually having to say them out loud. So I think um, reaching out to people is really important in times like this. And I encourage everyone, even if it's reaching out, um, it doesn't have to be even somebody that you know really, really well. Like, I mean, you can do things like anonymously email a podcast if you just you know want your thoughts out there and you need someone to hear you but you don't want anyone to know it there are just many many different ways to connect that are available to you now and I think that connecting is is part of what is going to keep you grounded and I think it's really important especially right now where we feel a little lost well and it makes you feel less alone yeah that your that your feelings are justified that there are other people who are hurting as much as you are. Not that you want that, yeah. but that it makes you feel less alone. And that's the, because uh, grief can be very isolating. You can feel very alone in that, in that feeling of like, no one can take this pain away. It can't, I have to do something to take this pain away. And you know, it's, it's hard. I drink, I drink a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And because I do, I feel very isolated right now because I know um, 
like Matt knew Ralph, but not very well. Uh, my roommates didn't know him at all. Like my my actual people physically surrounding me didn't really know him that well. So they aren't feeling it the way I'm feeling it. Yeah. yeah. So I feel very alone. <laughs> no offense to them. They love me very much and they're trying to be supportive. Yeah. But yeah, it's hard. Well, and, see, and I'm dealing with the flip side of that. Yeah. Because... <laughs> managing the twitter like i'm seeing all the condolences all the wishes from people like and it's been since the last couple days and how we talked about early dealing with it it's hard like last night pens like put your phone down you know and i'm Mm -hmm. like i while we didn't know the name i was trying to just and i mean even still just like the post so people know it's acknowledged we appreciate it you know, it's been seen, it's not lost in the nether, you know. But yeah, last night he's like, you have to put your phone down, go to sleep. So, yeah. you know, and you have to look out for you, each other too. I know you guys do a Remembrance Day for AIE, but have you organized anything specific for this? Uh, we are we are working on it. Uh, the hopes is, I think this weekend, um, we're trying to get a lot of key people there like scott um i don't know other people's schedules like veronica and stuff like that uh, so we're just we're working on it um uh, and there was talk of doing it like tonight and we wanted to make sure people had time to make it um and other people have been going like joss and i on our own not even talking about it we're just at the shrine of the fallen warrior on our own um it just happened to be at the same time you know so people are kind of going back and forth there, but we're working on a bigger um, yeah. thing, hopefully this weekend. So okay, I mean, and that, doing, that'll be on my Twitter and the guild Twitter. Doing your memorialization, even informally and sharing between friends is helpful, you know, keep in to keep talking, to feel less alone. I and agree. That- I was actually, I was talking to uh, someone on Twitter who is a, a member of the guild and, and someone that, uh, again, uh, acquaintance level, like I know of them and we follow each other on Twitter and stuff. But um, he was actually like, he said, you know, I'm, I'm there right now if you want to, you know, come and just having him there was really, really helpful. Yeah, definitely. I think that's the things, you know, do what you need to do if it's crying, if it's just taking some time away from it, if it's, um, you know, finding someone in, you know, that's also having a hard time and just get pulling them on voice and talking to them, you know, whatever it is that you need to do, um, because you're not alone in this. Well, and for people who can't talk about it without crying, like, Dawson <laughs> and I, you know, we were, we got busy with our schedules because I actually had to babysit this past weekend but we're like you know what we talked about it we're like Ralph wouldn't want us to be upset like what what do you want to do and we're like let's play Diablo which is not our first go-to game you know by any means but we're like that was his game let's go do it and we haven't yet just schedule wise but it's you know you don't have to talk talk like be there and spend time together you know like we're still here it hurts but Every day is a different day, like, and you have to just do your best dealing with it. And I know friends specifically, like, that helps me, so. Good. Oh, I'm so sorry, you guys. Thanks, Jules. I know. 
I think that's actually going to do it for us for the show today. Uh, we did have a very, very good email, but I feel like we've we've gone a little bit longer than originally planned on our grief discussion, although I did not want to cut it off because I think everything that was said needed to be said. So uh, thank you guys both so much for talking through this with me. I know it's uh, not an easy topic, especially uh, when it is one that is so fresh. So Jules, nevermore. Thank you guys. I love you. <laughs> uh, Jules, where can folks find you online? You can find me at Jules RPG on Twitter uh, and at my other show, which is TorrenThinkTank.com. Uh, and um, just a side note, too, we did do a recent episode about grief on Torrent Think Tank um, related to a letter that was sent to us. So if you're uh, looking for some additional discussion related to that, that's something you can check out from a couple weeks ago. Um, and uh, if there's any members of the audience who are going to be, who do live in Orlando, Florida, I will be there this weekend uh, for a podcast conference and we will be meeting up on Saturday. So if you are interested, just uh, send us, send me a tweet, Jules RPT, and I can let you know where we're going to be. I am so jealous that potentially some of the people that are within the sound of my voice are going to get hugged Jules this weekend. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I want to hug Jules. I know. I would, if I could, I would get on a plane instead and come to both of you. Yeah, I know. I could do it. That's one of the big problems with online friends. <laughs> is there's always plane rides in between, but. <laughs> I know. Uh, Nevermore, where can folks find you? I am on Twitter. I'm at quoted nevermore. Um, and just because we've kind of referenced it through the show, um, the guild Twitter that we're talking about is at AIE underscore. Wow. Um, that's our community's, uh, Twitter and then Jules community. Um, you can share it too. So yes, uh, we are the convert to raid guild and it is at CTR guild on Twitter. Thank you guys so much. Uh, you can find me. I'm on Twitter at Joss Plays. That's J-O-C-E Plays. You can also go to JossPlays.com to find links to everything I do, including episodes of this show. If you would like to send your feedback to us, please do so either in the Discord, which is discord.gg slash JossPlays, or you can email us at demonspod, demon, sorry, demonspodcast at gmail.com, <laughs> or you can go follow us over on Twitter. We are at Demons Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you next Tuesday.